Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Welcome to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my partner, Ananga Sivir. We come together each week on Skype to share Slayer sessions with you and often answer listener questions from our Facebook page and inbox. We like to mix up a potent blend of coaching, EFT tapping, Ayurveda, storytelling, along with our many years of personal experience. Today we're going to discuss how to get a good night's sleep and what to do when you find yourself restless or wake up in the middle of the night with stress and worry. Welcome, Ananga. Hi, Shan. Really nice to be here with you today. Always a pleasure to come together with you. And this week's topic is huge. And I know it's something that we've both been experiencing on and off since we've known each other, you know, sleep interruption, as well as hearing from many of our listeners about their wanting so badly to be able to either get to sleep quickly or once they do fall asleep, remain asleep. And we've got some tips, some do's and don'ts around a good night's rest that we can share today. And uh, would just love to have a conversation with you about some of our own personal experiences, as well as some ideas about how we can support our listeners. Sure. One of the things that I've found in the last couple of years is I can get to sleep fairly easily. I know how to care for myself before I go to bed. I know how to unwind, but it's the 3 a.m. wake up or the 4 a.m. wake up. And if I'm lucky, I can get back to sleep. And if I'm not, I can lay there for quite some time, which if you've got anything going on the next day of any importance, your mind can really take you to this place of, oh my goodness, I've got to go to sleep, but I can't go to sleep and I've got so much going on tomorrow. And then you start to pile on and you start to create more stress and anxiety around not being able to get to sleep. And so that's something that that I've been experiencing. And what I've found is most supportive is to listen to a guided relaxation that will help me get back into that calm state, especially if my mind is really running away from me. I've also found that that if I'm really gentle with myself, if I if I'm in a situation where I can't listen to a guided relaxation, I can create or use some affirmations like I am peaceful, you know, all is well, I'm at peace, and just continue to repeat that mantra or affirmation and, and I find some relief there. How about you, Ananga? Very similar to you. I also find great uh, comfort and help with relaxation from using guided relaxations. I think if my mind wakes me up in the night, it normally does so with a bit of a kick. And the wrong thing I used to do many years ago was to jump out of bed and deal with whatever was on my mind, which was usually work-related. So I would wake up so alert and with such an intense mind about what I needed to do, I'd just switch on the computer and start working, which was not healthy at all. So what I try and do now is wake up as little as possible. If my mind is trying to worry me, I immediately have a squirt of the Rescue Remedy nighttime spray, which contains a flower essence called white chestnut, which is really good for looping worrying thoughts. So I keep that on the end of my bed. So I'll have a spray with that immediately. And then I'll either switch on a guided relaxation, which helps keep you in that relaxed, 
hopefully towards sleep state. Or if I don't have the facility to do that, which I usually make sure I do, but otherwise I will just really play with trying to get myself as relaxed as I possibly can, which is something I learned from chronic pain, that when we're in pain, our breathing becomes shallow and our body really tenses up. So I used to practice just seeing how relaxed I could possibly get in that state. And I learned to really just let go. And I found that from doing that by just trying to, instead of fighting the discomfort, just trying to be as relaxed as I possibly could, I was surprised that I would often drift back to sleep, which I wasn't anticipating at all. You know, you wake up the next morning and think, oh, wow, I didn't think I'd get some sleep. And, and I did. So I really like to play with ways that I can get as relaxed as possible. But guided relaxation is very, very key with that, because if we're wrestling with our own mind, then you can take the help of somebody else who's talking in a calm way and giving calm directives to help you set mm. it back down. Absolutely. One of the things that I think is also important to bring up is sometimes we might be in physical pain. We might have a shoulder that's giving us some trouble, or we might have a hip that's giving us some trouble, or you know, where, wherever in your body that might be a little bit uncomfortable. And to understand that you deserve to make yourself as comfortable as you possibly can so that you can get a good night's rest. Absolutely. And I am healing a, a shoulder injury right now, and I've figured out how to prop up my pillows just a certain way, and I've had to retrain myself on how to sleep because I always sleep or used to always sleep on my right side. And I had you know, this certain pattern, and well, over a number of years... And this is very natural for all of us. We create these patterns and then in order to heal sometimes, we need to change up the pattern. So now I'm teaching myself how to sleep in a different way and it's working. And I'm making sure that each night I have what I need to feel supported, which isn't something I would have always done. I would have just kind of pushed through it and dealt with it in the best way I knew how, but really wasn't the best way at all because I wasn't making myself more comfortable. I know for a number of our listeners, that might be the case. Also, there's the not just waking up in the middle of the night, but for those listeners who struggle falling asleep at all, I know you've got some good recommendations for how they can prepare for rest so that they can fall asleep faster. Yeah, I think the words you just used are really key with that in preparing for rest. Sometimes we feel like it's bedtime, time to sleep, and we're up and working, busying, preparing ourselves for the next day, dealing with family stuff. You know, we're in a very awake and up state, and then we think we're just going to jump into bed and go to sleep. Sometimes we can, sometimes we can't. But I think it's very important to, if you're having trouble with sleep, to review that and to allow yourself some transition time to go over from that wakeful, busy state where our minds are very active to transitioning down to a more relaxed state. And there's loads of simple ways you can do that. but really key to learn to prepare for sleep. We have to cultivate the sleep state. And as we get older, we seem to have to put more energy or more energy, but a little more effort and preparation into doing that. So a few things I really like to do. One really nice thing, if you can, is to take just a brief walk in the evening. It doesn't have to be a hike or a long thing. It could just be five minutes, 10 minutes to just make that uh, change over. At this time of year, it may not be so easy, but Certainly in the summer and spring months, I like to just go and walk around the garden for five minutes, just notice what flowers are coming out, what's changing. Maybe in the winter and autumn months, we need to do that earlier in the evening, or maybe in the winter and autumn months, we can switch it out for a warm bath. 
with some candles, maybe some relaxing essences in the bath that induce sleep, like lavender, nice and soothing for the mind, very relaxing, listening to relaxing music, reading something very gentle and supportive, nothing dramatic or intense reading. Massaging your feet before going to bed is a really great way to get that head energy down. Very often when we can't sleep, it's because our head and the top part of our body is too active. So anything we can do to bring that energy down away from the head, which is all helped by walking, baths, massaging your feet, even running a hot shower over your feet at night, anything that just encourages blood flow down away from the head can really help. I also like to take chamomile tea or another herbal tea that's very relaxing or a real favourite of mine, particularly in the winter, is to take warm milk, a cup of warm milk with a good pinch of nutmeg in it. And I have a friend, an Ayurvedic practitioner, a lovely friend called Sebastian, who told me, take milk to get to sleep and nutmeg to keep you asleep. So that's a really nice, <laughs> gentle thing. And it's, it, it's a nice treat too. It tastes so nice. And these are all, if you think about it, this is such a beautiful way to care for yourself, to set up this sleep ritual, if you will, you know, to really honor yourself in such a way that says, okay, I, I know how to do this. I know that a brisk walk will be helpful. I know that a hot bath will be supportive. I understand that chamomile tea or the warm milk with nutmeg, all of these things that are at our disposal. And they're very simple to move forward with. They're very simple to implement. And everyone listening deserves to really be mindful of what you can do to gently support yourself before bed so that you can fall asleep and so that you can get a good night's rest. And I think we've covered a lot of great topics today from guided relaxations to that preparation for sleep to the kinds of hot tea or warm milk that we can drink and to really understand that with minimum effort, you can get better sleep. Yeah, and I think one of the problems when we don't sleep is that we become so agitated by it, we become so disturbed and we start thinking of all the things we have to do the next day on no sleep or poor sleep and we become you know, really irritated and, and our energy goes again in the wrong direction. That head energy comes up, we get busy in our head, we get stressed in our head and then it's very, very difficult to rest. So just to understand that although it's a life-spoiling problem when we regularly can't sleep, it's a really awful experience. Don't let the degree of discomfort and agitation that we feel, which is big, don't let that eclipse the little things we can do that really, really do help. Sometimes when we have big issues, we kind of, um, we disregard simple little things that can help, but they do help and they're accumulative. So the more of them we can do, the better. I know for myself, if I work late, I won't sleep. My head's busy. I have to not work in the evenings. You know, uh -huh. On rare occasions, it may be the only chance I've got to get something done. Then I have to allow myself downtime afterwards to, to switch right. out. Maybe I'll go to bed even later because I need to do a relaxation or do some breathing or do something to just settle me down. But it's in the long run, it's a good investment to do that. If I eat late, it wakes me up in the night. If I eat after 7, 7.30 p.m., particularly if it's something a little heavy, that will wake me up in the night. So again, it's helpful to look at our patterns and look at what we can do. Sometimes it's the simplest thing. There's the obvious things like caffeine. Caffeine affects us and stimulates our mind hours after we've drunk it. Uh -huh. So there's the do's and there's the don'ts. There's the things to decrease that affect your sleep negatively and there's the things to increase that 
that help it. So just looking at things like that, not having TV in the bedroom is really helpful. Making your bedroom as relaxing and comfortable and soothing as you possibly can, not watching anything dramatic or disturbing in the evenings. When we wake up at 2am, 3am, it's usually because somewhere in our mind it's digesting something. Our mind is having indigestion and it wakes us up in a similar way to how heartburn can wake us up. So really good to just keep your mind peaceful and light and gentle in the evenings as much as you can. And it really does help. And it may take a little time, but in the long run, it does help. It really does. And I appreciate you sharing from your personal experience. And I'm so grateful to have learned as much as I have over the years and experience a much better night's sleep than I have. And there are still those periods when I when I struggle with it, but now I know what to do. And now I can usually pinpoint, oh, it was that heavy meal that we normally don't do later evening meal, Mm -hmm. maybe out with friends or whatever that richer food or, you know, you can start to get clear about that. Um, We mentioned a a couple of calls ago, um, I still do take some caffeine, but not very much. And I had taken some in the evening and it really, really messed with my sleep. And I thought, oh, okay, note to self, don't do that. (laughs) Um, So be gentle with yourself as you're being mindful about the choices you're making and then start to bring in some of these suggestions that we've shared with you today. And you will absolutely start to enjoy a better night's rest. Thanks for listening to Anxiety Slayer. We invite you to visit our new streamlined Anxiety Slayer store for instant access to our support packs on EFT tapping, the quick anxiety stopper, mindfulness for anxiety relief, and so much more. Visit anxietyslayer.com forward slash store.